Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything. Life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Hey there, welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. All right, so I guess after my last uh, podcast, things are still going on in Ottawa. And this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going up in Ottawa, obviously, and uh, a few other things. So basically, I want to talk a little bit about what transpired in Ottawa the last couple of days, uh, basically moving into a police state and the uh, police moving in uh, against peaceful protesters. First off, I just wanted to state how disgusted I was watching these things unfold in the Capitol with peaceful protesters, with the police and the SWAT, basically with their militia-style tactics that were used upon peaceful protesters. Our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, we have the right to peacefully assembly and the right to association. Here's a clip from the other night. Just before that, the uh, police police started to uh, do what they did. These peaceful protesters were basically singing in the streets in front of the main stage, literally the night before all these tactics occurred. Have a look at this. <laughs> Honestly, do they look like they're like burning down churches? They're terrorizing anyone? They're peacefully protesting, unity, having fun. The police that were there, they need to check themselves. They're basically doing the work of a political leader. They've been politicized. When they were sworn into their service, whether it be police or RCMP, they swore an oath to the Constitution of Canada. What is that oath, you say? Or the Constitution? It's the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And this is the oath that they swore. It says this, I solemnly swear that I will be loyal to Her Majesty the Queen and to Canada and that I will uphold the Constitution of Canada, and that I will, to the best of my ability, preserve the peace, prevent offenses, and discharge my other duties as 
insert name, faithfully, impartially, and accordingly to the law. Now that's what the police and the RCMP raise their right hand and they swear to. Does this look like that they broke any of their charter, or any of their charter rights and freedoms to peacefully protest? These these police officers, or SWAT team members, or wherever they are, does it look like they broke any of these peacefully protesting citizens of this country? If they broke any or violated any of their rights, have a look at this. Here comes the horses. So do these peaceful protesters, do they look like they're fighting back? Do they have guns, rocks, knives, sticks, stones? No, they don't. They're waving flags, singing songs, basically saying shame on the police for doing what they're doing because they're basically assaulting people that are doing nothing except for protesting against a tyrannical government that they don't believe what they're doing is right. So how about these innocent, peaceful Canadians protesting, which is their right to do, they're getting assaulted by those who were sworn an oath to protect them. Have a look at this. So much for swearing an oath to uphold the Constitution of Canada, harming peaceful protesters, the citizens. It's not my idea of an officer protecting the constitutional rights of its citizens. 
Each and every one of those Canadians should be ashamed of themselves. I hope they're sleeping well at night knowing they they assaulted law-abiding, peaceful citizens of Canada with butts of guns, pepper spray, horses, smashed in public property of the truckers who were simply sitting in their trucks. This stormtrooper mentality just doesn't look good on Canada, especially when the rest of the world is watching this whole thing unfold. Have a look at some more freedom-loving Canadians. It's about four minutes long. It's a bit of a long watch, but please watch it right up until the very end. Really important. Okay? Enjoy. See you in a minute. Hi, sir. Uh, could you give us your name if you're comfortable? My name's Kuljit Singh, and uh, I'm from Toronto. We drove up to Ottawa here to support the truckers and the Freedom Convoy. And uh, just uh, to show representation that we are Canadian, I'm a Canadian citizen, this is our country. We want to get back the freedoms that we've lost and restore the nation that we know best, the free nation, the true north, strong and free. And uh, we're going to stand alongside the truckers for as long as this takes and make sure that your vaccination status doesn't matter. That's a, that's a, ne- it's a negligible point. We're here because it's not about health anymore. They're taking away your freedoms. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And that's what's occurring right down the block there. We were holding the line. We were just at the front. Uh, talking to the police and uh, basically and getting making, batons pushed into our ribs ribs um, getting getting punched getting punched in the face getting pushed there were a lot of people Girls getting falling. trampled we had to remove some of the elderly because they were being trampled even while we were telling the police you know give two feet of space so that we can get them out of the way and then have more people hold the line but uh, they're being extra aggressive and again this is not about health anymore they're, gonna t- they're trying to take our freedoms, and we just want our freedoms back. We're citizens of this nation. We want to be free. Two years, they're talking about COVID this, COVID that. A lot of the police there, they're all wearing masks, but they're not the regular N95 or none of this garbage that they want us to wear, the citizens. They're freezing people's bank accounts just because, you know, you donated to the convoy. We live in a free country. My ancestors, I'm from the Sikh faith. 83,000 deaths combined in World War One, World War Two. We fought on behalf of multiple nations in Europe, Canada, the United States. We were all we were all over the place. We were POWs in Hitler's uh, camp. We were arrested, and my ancestors were POWs as well. But. We didn't look and we didn't stop to think, you know, this is not our country. We don't have to fight. This is our country. Six were born to face oppression and oppose it and to basically fight against tyranny. And that's our warrior lineage. We take uh, heed from our ancestors, their spiritual energy, the fierceness. And basically we brought it here to the protest. And we just want the public to know there's no racism here. I'm talking to you gentlemen from the United States. Uh, I've met wonderful people out in the crowd. It's all hugs. Black people, indigenous people, people from all From faith, all walks of life. From all walks of life, all it is is all love. Because they understand if we don't hold the line now, if Canada, one of the most liberal nations in the world, you know, they call us the hat to the United States. You, you all make fun of us because we're all kind people. Would you have ever thought that in a nation like Canada, 
you know, this kind of tyranny would be taking place. At Parliament's doorstep. Parliament's doorstep. And I apologize to the rest of the individuals of my faith because we have a member in Parliament, Jagmeet Singh, the leader of the NDP. A complete scumbag. Him, his brother, his entire party. They like to they like to talk about, you know, we're all about the people, the labor force equity in rights, equity in terms of, you know, freedoms all across the board, making sure that everyone's safe. They're all about the social needs and access to them. Well, guess what? They're involved. They're the ones helping Trudeau close down bank accounts and they're compliant. So even if you're silent on these issues, that's compliance as well. So we would like everyone to know that Jagmeet Singh doesn't represent the six and he never did. He tugged on our heartstrings to make it seem like just because he looks like us, he could get us to vote for him. I've never voted for him in any election. I've never voted for Trudeau either. And I will continue not to vote for these oppressors. And we will make sure that we will still remain here to fight for our freedoms. And we're here till the end. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a wonderful day. All right, so our Charter Rights for Freedoms, you heard me say it a few times, obviously, at the start of this podcast and in a couple of podcasts previous. Does this document mean anything to anyone? If you've ever read it, does it mean anything to you? It should mean something to the police officers and the RCMP officers that swore an oath to it. It should mean something to them. That's what protects us. If that doesn't protect us, who else protects us? Who else protects God-fearing people in this country? Or any other land, for that matter? You have to have rules. The United States have their constitution. We have our charter of rights. If at any time the government, they can just stomp all over its citizens, then what's the purpose of having this document? What's the purpose of having our rights and freedoms? It's a great question, right? Once again, I'm going to read you the fundamental rights and freedoms, just in case the last time when I asked you to do it, you didn't do it. Here, I'm going to read it for you again. Everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. The freedom of conscience and religion. Freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including freedom of the press and other media of communication. Freedom of peaceful assembly. And freedom of association. That's so you can, like, you know, hang with who you like to hang with without, you know, Police come barging through your door and then dragging you out in handcuffs because they don't like you hanging around with somebody that maybe they don't approve of. It's ridiculous. If this government or any other government can simply nullify this document, then what is the point in having it in the first place? Does the Supreme Court not stand up for anything or say anything about what's going on? What's the point in having the judiciary if they're not going to stand up and fight what's, what's lawful? The scales of justice, they have to be even across the board. They can't just be one way. That's the whole reason why the scale of justice, right? She has a blindfold on, she has the scales. They're supposed to be even, left to right, balanced, non-biased. Here's an article about the liberal government paying the CBC $1.9 billion over five years. Sounds to me like us taxpayers are paying for basically being given disinformation by these some of these uh, companies. And here's an article right here. The federal budget pledges $675 million. This is back in March of uh, 16. And if you read the article that I've just posted in front of you, we're going to basically give them $1.9 billion over a five-year period of time. That's a pretty hefty price to pay 
to a media organization. So if they're getting paid, it's just my opinion that they're probably more apt to be a bit more lax when it comes to the government that's basically giving them the money. Don't believe me? Here's a little video clip of Justin Trudeau actually talking about the money that he gave them. Have a look. Sometimes hear about liberal bias in the media these days, how they're constantly letting off our government, letting our government off the hook for no good reason. Frankly, I think that's insulting. It's clear that they let us off the hook for a very good reason, because we paid them $600 million. You don't get stellar headlines like these without greasing the wheels a bit. It gives a person a whole different understanding on who pays the bills for, for certain mainstream media organizations and why certain people are not too keen on trusting them. I just want to talk a little bit about communications. Communications is a real, real simple term, right? It's real simple, simple to understand. The whole problem that the most Canadians had with the government is just simply too much overreach, far too much overreach. And this whole thing could all have been avoided by one simple thing, communication. Just having a simple dialogue with another person or people. People do it with their spouses. They do it with their kids or anyone else. If you want to fix something, you got to settle your differences. You talk about it. You talk it through. And you come up with an amicable agreement. Not this guy. Not sure why, but... It could have been the path of least resistance. That's just my opinion. But it would have been so simple just to sit down and literally talk with people. Go over the science, talk with the people and what they don't agree with, what they agree with. It's called simply having a dialogue, a line of communication. Pretty simple. For some reason, this liberal leader did not want to do that. So I'm going to jump now a little bit in regards to men and women who served this country. Our men and women who served this country in years gone past, why did they die in far-off lands? Canadians who stormed the beaches in Normandy, 1944, they gave it their all, literally, Gave it their all. For what? For freedom. So 80 years later, that their sacrifice can be stained by what has happened to this great country of ours. Watch these brave warriors hitting the beach in Juneau in 1944. The Normandy campaign is probably one of the best-known campaigns in the history of the Second World War. This series, Battlefield Normandy, is all about the Canadian involvement in that famous Normandy campaign. We will start today's episode with D-Day, the Canadian landings at Juneau Beach. Our brave warriors now rest in far-off places like France, Normandy, Belgium, the Netherlands, 
Canadians sacrificed their lives for freedom against a tyrant who wanted to rule this world. Canadians, we go to memorials and cenotaphs to remember those brave souls who, freedoms, they meant something. Men of honor, duty, integrity. They didn't just do it for the government or because they were forced to do it. They volunteered because they wanted a better way of life, not only for themselves, but for future generations of Canadians. These veterans, what I am sure would be disgusted at what has transpired in this country that they came from and defended with their lives. Some more footage of some disgusting events that happened under the heel of this government. First one of veterans, they're locking arms, and the second one is them being thrown to the ground and arrested. Have a look. This type of action from police who couldn't even hold the rucksacks of these veterans disgusted me when I watched it. I was absolutely disgusted. I'm a very patriotic Canadian for numerous reasons. I'm sure you will hear about some of those reasons in future podcasts. But suffice it to say, I used to take my children out of school from the ages of kindergarten all through high school, every Remembrance Day, and take them down to the Cenotaph so they could watch their granddad, a World War II vet, understand why we went there. Now, I have my personal reasons for going, but on February 18th and February 19th of this year, I was for the first time in my life ashamed of this country and what its citizens have done to their peaceful, law-abiding citizens. It disgusted me to watch what happened when freedom-loving Canadians simply want to tell the government, enough. Enough overreach. We'd like our lives back. They're just exercising their freedom, granted by our charter to peacefully protest. And this is what they get in return. It's disgusting. How does this all happen? How do these things occur? What works in behind the scenes to maybe get the ball rolling that no people aren't aware of? And they go, oh, it is what it is, or what are you going to do about it? There's a guy by the name of Klaus Schwab. He influences world leaders. You may not have even heard of this guy's name before. Well, he was born in Germany in 1938. And he is the founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum. He's been known to say 
But Trudeau, Merkel, and Putin are all former World Economic Forum young global leaders. And then he said, we penetrate the cabinets. Here's Klaus's own words. I'm going to let him tell you. Listen up. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now, the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Pres of uh, Argentina, and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy. Right. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the president, with a young global leader. But what is important for me? All right, now Klaus Schwab talking about something interesting there, right? You heard exactly what he said, not even a month ago. Now listen to what this House member says, and play, co play, uh, pay close attention to what this House member says. Have a look. Speaker, and I listened to my colleague's speech, I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the the, the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honourable the, the, the honourable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call out disinformation. Uh, we'll get into debate again. Uh, the Honourable Member, uh, questions and comments, the Honourable Member. So we have to call out disinformation? What disinformation? Did, did Klaus Schwab say what he said or didn't he? Go back and listen to that again if you weren't sure. Who's misinforming who here? But to stand up in front of the House and say it's, it's, it's disinformation, that member, NDP member, is wrong. Klaus Schwab also said about the Great Reset. And people say it's no conspiracy about the Great Reset. Some people never heard of the Great Reset. I've mentioned to people in the past, and they don't even know what I'm even talking about. But here it is. This is just basically a trial run. Schwab even said last year to one of his co-founders, the main author about a barometer published in a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. In the book, they define The Great Reset 
as a means of addressing the weakness of capitalism. And it goes on. That article was written January 12, 2022. Now, is he a liar or is he telling the truth? He's also quoted as saying that you'll never own nothing and you'll be happy about it. You'll own nothing and be happy about it. Kind of boggles the mind. He's also famous about uh, CRT. The simple question to me would be, why are people always wanting to separate human beings? Divide us with race and color, religion, political views. Now it's vax and anti-vax. Why is there so much divisiveness? Why are people wanting to always divide people? This boggles my mind. I don't know why they keep going down this road. Teaching children at an early age, in my opinion, about this CRT that he wants to do, critical race theory, that just because your skin color is a certain color that you're not going to mount to anything? What a, bunk, what a bunch of hogwash. It's horseshit. Kids will amount to anything that they want to amount to. But they're the ones that decide. Not other people. Not society. Them. They're the ones that decide. They're the ones that move forward with their life to do whatever it is they want to do. What's holding them back is all this other crap that people throw down their throat. You throw up, oh, you're a racist, you're this, you're that. It's like, enough of that. We've got to come together. This movement was coming together. These people were, were united, all colors, all races, across this land. Human beings. Canadians, yes. But human beings in the end were all human beings on this, bl- on this big blue ball hurling through space, trying to figure out what's going on. But to pit human beings against other human beings, like this is happening, it's not right, folks. It's not right. You can change it. Voting time. Pay close attention to who's in your area. Make sure you know what they're doing. Do you like what they're doing? Do you don't like what they're doing? NDP, liberal, PC, doesn't matter. These are the people that control your fate. Who are you going to put your fate in the hands of? Someone you know nothing about? Someone who stands up in the house and goes, ah, mm, ah, or says the same thing over and over again and repeats himself over and over again like a record? Gives an answer to a question and repeats himself? It, it's like childish, something you'd see in, in grade school. These are grown adults that were voted in by constituents of this country. They're there to support you, to help you, to make your life better. That's what they're there for. That's why you hire them. If you don't like what they're doing, fire them. Checkmark. That's how you do it. You got to get rid of these people that are tyrants. Get rid of these people that are controlling your life because... They'll continue to do it if you don't vote them out. That's the quickest way to do it. Keep in contact with your your MPs, your MPPs. Do your best to keep informed. If you're not educated, you won't even know what's even happening. They're going to be passing shit through before you even know it, like Bill C-11. They're going to hammer this Bill C-11 again, and that Bill C-11 has to do with stuff on the Internet, right? Raining in in the Internet like Bill C-10. They're going to try to push this all through. Right? It's like the old shell game. Watch out what the left hand's doing. The right hand's doing this. 
That's what happens. That's how they pass stuff through. Anyway, that's enough of me ranting about that for now. Until next podcast, and until we uh, get some more stuff together and put it on here for you, hopefully I've given you some information that you didn't know before. Hopefully I've given you a little something to think about. And don't forget to subscribe and like my podcast. All right? Thanks, God, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. I'm out. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsshe-shirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.